Football is here. Oh, it is back again and back, back again strong. <sighs> you know what that means. It is time once again for you to go ahead to your local pizza parlor or your local draft house or even online to one of the gazillion places that offer fantasy football because, yes, it is time once again yes. for fantasy football. It is one of the preeminent things that we'd love to do here in pop culture. And who better to explain everything that you need to know for your upcoming fantasy football draft than my good friend, a man who's here not just for fantasy football, but his pop culture knowledge. It is my good friend. He is the host of the Fantasy Football Pater podcast, and I just struck a deal hmm. right in the back corners of <laughs> pop culture cosmos. I just struck a deal to have this man have his podcast, his thoughts, I don't want to say exclusively, but predominantly now going forward, at least in the interim, right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos, it is my good friend, Mr. Tyler Baker. Oh, Great to have man. you back, my friend. I had so many things. Good that football's back. Good to be on the show again. And it's just so good to see football again. It's back. Off camera and off screen. And before we started the actual recording that Tyler Baker went outside to the backyard and hit a tackling dummy about 20 times, but just to get ready for <laughs> so this. Ready. Right, right. So get ready, ready for this segment right here. <laughs> but it is Tyler Baker. He is the man in the know, our fantasy football guru for Pop Culture Cosmos. And it is that time for everybody to start really mm. thinking seriously about how they're going to map out their upcoming fantasy football league draft. Before we get into that, I know that you wanted to speak out on some trends that you're seeing for this upcoming season in the NFL. Yes, sir. Well, seasoned and experienced fantasy players have a long time known that you don't take a quarterback in the first round. You just don't. And people are starting to catch on with that. And I'm seeing the quarterback starting to fall embrace that trend. There are a couple of stud running backs that you want to get on your fantasy team. There are some great wide receivers that you want to get on your fantasy team. And you can let quarterback go to maybe the third, fourth round if you want to get some of the top guys. Personally, I'm going to be waiting deep into the draft, mid, maybe even mid, late rounds to get a quarterback because uh, there's just not much of a drop off from a quarterback that you're going to get in the fourth round to a quarterback that you're going to get in the seventh round. Whereas the running back you're going to get in the first or second round, there's a huge drop off from the running back you're going to get in the second and third round. So it just makes more sense at the beginning of your fantasy draft to stack up on running backs and then get some good wide receivers. I'm also noticing that tight end is pretty weak this year. There are a couple of elite tight ends. There's Gronkowski. He's just in a phylum of his own. He is the top dog. You've got Travis Kelsey. You've got a couple other guys that are good. I'll look in on the tight ends at the end of the okay. show when it okay. comes to the other stuff outside okay. of the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers, okay. the players that get all the headlines when it comes to fantasy football. Uh -huh. And I think that's where we will start because, well, let's put it this way. Yes, you said maybe you should focus less on quarterbacks mm -hmm. in than you would in the past, especially when there's, you know, of course there's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and so on and so forth. 
But let's get into the quarterbacks because I know that gets all the okay. headlines. It gets all the, you know, yep. the, the pub and everything of that nature. I want you to tell me first, if you are going to go into the later rounds as far as focusing on quarterbacks, where do you start and where do you, should you look for, towards to when it comes to the quarterbacks for your upcoming fantasy football draft? Well, if you're going to get one of the top quarterbacks, that's fine. If you're in a two quarterback league, then you want to spend early round picks on quarterbacks. Uh, if you're going to get one of the studs and by studs, I mean the Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, I think uh, is, is poised to have a much better year than he has in the past. It's okay to get those guys. But if you wait, there are some guys that I think are really good values. I think Marcus Mariota is undervalued this year, very much undervalued. A lot of guys have him barely in the top 15. And what happened last year with the Rams? You had Sean McVay come in and, and just completely turn that team around. I see that happening this season in Tennessee. You have Mike Vrabel got hired as the head coach and Matt LaFour coming in as the offensive coordinator. And I think he's going to do great things there in Tennessee. Matt LaFour was the offensive coordinator for the Rams last year. Now, Sean McVay ran the offense, but LaFleur is there to actually make the nuts and bolts happen. LaFleur is going to have a lot more control this season with the Titans. And the Titans, you have some very good pieces on that offense. And I think Matt LaFleur is going to be able to put it together for Marcus Mariota. So whereas you could get Marcus Mariota for just about nothing. I mean, you could wait till the late rounds and probably pick him up. And I think he's going to do really, really well for you this year. There are other quarterbacks that you and I have spoken about in the past being a fan of Washington, I know Kirk mm. Cousins was someone that was always on your mind as far as someone that, that produced really well while he was there. Mm -hmm. For me, he was one of my top choices last year at quarterback mm -hmm. because he was on my team and helped me uh, actually, and really in the first part of the season, really did well for me. I want to ask you, his change to Minnesota and in return, Alex Smith coming from KC to Washington – Mm -hmm. What do those moves generate as far as for the priority for fans of fantasy football? Do they now prioritize Kirk Cousins higher than they did in the past? Do they say that Alex Smith maybe should be less than of importance than he was in KC? I want to hear your thoughts on that movement mm -hmm. in the quarterback position where you think these two players, and not only that, but if there's anyone else that there should be noting that in a new location, they're really going to stand out. I think both of those moves improved both of those teams. Minnesota gets a very competent quarterback, and Kirk Cousins gets to go to a system where he has some real weapons. I mean, you're talking Stefan Diggs, Alan Thielen. Kyle Rudolph. He hasn't had weapons like that before in the past. Oh yeah. And a guy named Delvin cook <laughs> who is really good catching the ball out of the backfield. What I've noticed in watching Kirk cousins game in recent years is that he does make mistakes and sometimes he's 
kind of cuts his progressions short and kind of takes the easy way out sometimes. I think that's going to spell a lot of receptions for Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook is poised to have a very good year. Kyle Rudolph, I think, is going to be a favorite target of his. And the way that Stefan Diggs can work the middle of the field, I just see Kirk Cousins being a very, very good fit for this offense. I think Kirk Cousins makes this offense a lot better than it was. And I think Cousins' fantasy value is going to stay about what it's been. You know, he's been like a, like a top 10 quarterback, and I think he's going to stay there. Now, on the other side, Alex Smith is coming off one of the best years that he's had in his entire career. He's going to a place in Washington where he's not going to have the weapons that he had in Kansas City namely a guy named Tyreek Hill, Tyreek the Freak. I mean, the guy is, is just such an athlete. He's not going to have someone like that in Washington, but he is going to have Jameson Crowder. I think Jameson Crowder is going to be the number one receiver in Washington as far as fantasy value, just because Josh Doxson can't stay healthy. Paul Richardson is can't stay healthy. Jordan Reed can't stay healthy. Jamison Crowder is going to be the biggest beneficiary of Alex Smith going to Washington. And I think Chris Thompson is also, you're going to see a lot of what you saw last year from Chris Thompson. So the, both of these quarterbacks, I think they win. I think the teams win. And I think the supporting cast around those quarterbacks win this season. One thing I also want to ask you is in regards to quarterbacks, that are poised for a comeback. And one of those, I think, is Derek Carr. I mm -hmm. understand that John Gruden's back and he wants to go ahead and run the ball, but I think when push comes to shove, that the weapons that Derek Carr has and maybe a new offensive scheme might actually facilitate, if not a yardage-heavy offense, maybe a more accurate one for him. So I think his numbers TD to interception ratio might actually be a lot better this year but also Carson Wentz. Now, mind you, he doesn't have to really be a comeback here per se as far as stats-wise, but when it comes to the injury factor and the fact that he's coming off an ACL, I think that needs to be, at least early on, a show-me type deal, especially for someone who was so close to winning the MVP last year. Yeah, John Gruden is going to win games. Sure, he's going to run the ball. But when it comes to gaining yardage, he's going to gain yardage. And hopefully John Gruden can work his magic. He has such charisma. Hopefully he can give this team more of an identity than John Fox or Jack Del Rio. Or those types of coaches are just kind of boring. And Jack Del Rio... The Raiders really wanted him for his stability. You know, he's a you know veteran coach and this and that, but you can't say that he really added any personality to that franchise. Now you've got Gruden. Gruden's going to put his stamp on it. He's going to put his mark on it. We've all seen him commentate. We know that there's some character there, some spirit there, and hopefully that will translate into that offense. Maybe he can help the game make sense to a guy like Amari Cooper, who if he could just concentrate better and catch the ball, he could be a top 10 wide receiver. He's got some of his guys there that he likes. He likes Jordy Nelson. And, you know, last year we heard about how slow Jordy Nelson was. And for what I'm reading coming out of the Oakland camp, he's not slow. <laughs> so if Jordy Nelson has something left in the tank and if Gruden can get more out of Amari Cooper, I think you're going to see Derek Carr definitely have a bounce back year. That's, that's one of those teams where 
the pieces are there for them to come back. Adding a guy like Doug Martin is really going to help that running game and ostensibly help the passing game. So I think John Gruden is going to be very good for that Raiders team. You mentioned Carson Wentz there in Philadelphia. A lot of pressure for a team that wins a Super Bowl and has to come back. There's going to be a lot of pressure, but um, Carson Wentz showed that he can deal with the pressure. And while Alshon Jeffrey, of course, has health concerns, I think that there's enough weapons on that team that Carson Wentz is going to find himself pretty much where he was last year, and that is a top 10 fantasy producer just about on a weekly basis. And one thing I also want to get with you on is when it comes to the quarterbacks, I see someone that people should stay away from in the draft and then also an underrated pick as well. The person I think, or the quarterback, I think people should stay away from that is pretty highly rated by a lot of these fantasy football experts that what I've seen and read which I can't figure out why, especially for someone who really hasn't gotten on the field at all very much, is Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City, <laughs> sure. who has struggled mightily here in a training camp, throwing to everybody but his own receivers and throwing more often to the defense than his own running back or wide receivers. And I have a really big concern over anyone who takes him at this point in time and the fact that I think he, at least early on, is going to be a real struggle for him to excel at that position, at least in the first few games. I agree. Now, they did upgrade with bringing Sammy Watkins in. I think that that was, was, was a very good move. Sammy Watkins on one side, Tyreek Hill on the other side. Man, what a dream. But remember, the Chiefs traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. And I completely agree with you in that I will not have him on a team. I, I even play in a two quarterback league and I don't think I'm going to have him on my team. It's one of those things where I have to see it, but Kansas city is a perennially a good team. Andy Reed knows how to coach players. Andy Reed knows how to get good things from a quarterback. And I have faith that Andy Reed knows what he's doing, but not enough faith to where I want to put Patrick Mahomes on my fantasy team. I don't have enough faith to at least have him as a top 10 quarterback. And I oh, absolutely not. That, that he is like a 10th, 11th rated quarterback with yeah, a lot of different experts out there. That really, really just concerns me as far as saying, at least my head scratching. Yeah. I can't figure that one out, but well, some of it is the running ability. I know regardless of Patrick Mahomes, I have Tyree kill ranked very high because of what Tyree kill can do. Tyree kill can take a handoff. Anytime Tyree kill gets the ball, he can take it to the house. And when you have guys that can take it to the house, like a cream hunt, Spencer, Ware's going to be back. Don't forget about Spencer Ware. so if Mahomes can use his legs, kind of, kind of, uh, uh, open up the defense a little bit and get little, little dump passes to Tyreek Hill, a little over the middle shot to Sammy Watkins, the weapons are there to really get big chunks of yardage. So I think a lot of Mahomes's fantasy value or projected fantasy value has a lot to do with his weapons too. Now, I don't think he's anywhere near a top 10. I, I don't even have him in the, in the top 15. So, you know, a lot of guys, especially in fantasy, they like that shiny new thing. They want to be the guy that gets the shiny new, you know, Mitch Trubisky or, or, or Patrick Mahomes or one of these guys that they think will break and will break out. They want to get the guys that they think are getting ready to pop. 
I'm not that type. I want to see it first. I'm going nowhere near Mitch Trubisky and everybody that's saying that Bears offense is going to be amazing this year. That has me scratching my head too. So where you're looking at Patrick Mahomes and where he's going, I agree with you, but I look at Mitch Trubisky and what people are saying about that Bears offense and I don't see it. That's Mitchell Trubisky, sir. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cannot say Mitch, even though it makes (laughs) a lot more sense. But hey, you know what? To each their own. Nothing's better when grilling your favorite meal than adding some delicious Wheelie Q rubs, seasonings, and gluten-free barbecue sauce. Made with the finest ingredients, Wheelie Q products pack a ton of flavor to your meals, whether it's ribs, chicken, steak, hamburgers, fries, or vegetables. To get your hands on some of these tasty Wheelie Q items, Head on over to www.wheelieq.com and a portion of all profits made will go into finding a cure for spinal muscular atrophy. Pop Culture Cosmos listeners, act now and get 15% off your order just by entering the promo code POD1, that's P-O-D and the number one at checkout. For the tastiest food on the grill, nothing's better than Wheelie Q items today at wheelieq.com. Going back to what we were talking about earlier with quarterbacks in new locations, quarterback that I think people should really look out for is Alex Smith in Washington. Mm-hmm. This guy, no, he's never thrown for big yardage, but his accuracy, he is a safe pick to mm-hmm. have because the fact that his touchdown to interception ratio is always very good. And it was actually spectacular, even though he couldn't get the job done yardage wise. He may have not had everything together with the offense in that case last year, which is part of the reason why that Kansas City slid really, really downhill in the second half of the season. I think his accuracy might be a better fit in the scheme of things for Washington. I completely agree. In fact, there was a player that came out and said, and I can't remember who the player was, but he said that with Alex Smith, that offense can do more things. Alex Smith is a very smart quarterback. And I don't know how much of Jay Gruden's offense was hampered by what Kirk Cousins can do. My only issue with Alex Smith, as far as from a fantasy perspective, is the weapons around him. I mean, if everybody's healthy, Josh Doxson, Jordan Reed, Paul Richardson, if all those guys are healthy, that can be a very, very good offense. But those guys have never played a full year. Paul Richardson is always getting hurt. Jordan Reed plays a couple games, handful of games a season. Josh Doxson, they were talking about draining his Achilles. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I've been watching football for a long time, and I've been watching injury reports for a long time, and I can't recall anybody saying, oh, we have to drain his Achilles. So if Alex Smith had better weapons around him, I would think that he would be a much better fantasy prospect. And if all those guys stay healthy, I think they'll be just fine. But that's a big if. Once again, this is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater podcast, which you'll be finding episodes right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel that you can check out each and every week or as much as he can do on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other different podcast outlets. We now turn the page to running backs, my friend, and there's a lot of good running backs. And you have said 
that running backs are the priority when it comes to the fantasy football draft that comes up for everyone later this month, even in fact, right now as we speak. So I ask you, my friend, you have said that there is a drop-off after the first few running backs. Who would you target first? And if that is the case and there is a drop-off, what should you do if you feel that the draft is not going your way when it comes to running backs? Well, I recommend drafting running backs early and often. If you have one of the first five picks in your draft, all of them should be running back. Now, all respect due to Antonio Brown, but I think I think he should be going number six in, in drafts. When you get a workhorse running back, I'm talking about a Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott. These guys, there's nobody in that backfield to share with. There are not very many NFL teams that have featured running backs. If you get one of those guys on your team, you are going to have an advantage every single week against your opponent. So I recommend drafting running back early and often. And if you can get one of those stud guys, you are going to be poised to make the playoffs two picks into your draft. If there is uh, something that that's not going to be able to line out for you and those running backs, those top mm-hmm. tier of running backs mm-hmm. get sucked up right away, which mm-hmm. always seems to happen to me when I draft because sure. I always get like 10 out of 10 or ninth out of 10th of my drafting position. Who do I need to target to in that second tier? Or are there any promising rookies or any unexpected picks that you think mm-hmm. might shape out to be a quality running back for my team? Well, I'm not crazy about the rookies this year. I don't like Rashard Penny. I think just because and uh, Rashard Penny was the first round draft pick taken by the Seattle Seahawks. Just because they picked him in the first round, I don't think they're necessarily just going to slide him right into the starting role. And everything that I've heard out of camp, not just from... Pete Carroll and you know the team, they're super sunshine about everything. But all of the beat reporters are saying that Chris Carson is the best looking guy in camp. Just because Rashad Penny has that first round pedigree, that does not mean he's going to come in and start. And I see Penny going in you know the top 15. I've seen a couple where he's going in the top 10. I would be careful of that situation. Shaquan Barkley is by far the best running back that has come out in this draft. But the Giants also have Jonathan Stewart, and Jonathan Stewart still has some football left in him. And I see a scenario, a very plausible scenario, where Jonathan Stewart handles a good amount of work to kind of show the rookie how to play. I'm sure there's going to be some pass protection that they would much rather have Jonathan Stewart in there. Who knows? They might even put Stewart in on the goal line. So while I think Barkley is the future, I don't know if he's necessarily the present there in New York. So where a lot of guys have him in the top five, I have him just outside of the top five for that reason. So there's not a lot of these rookies that I like. Now, if you're looking a little bit later in the draft as to, you know, who you might be able to pick up for a steal if you miss some of these top guys, I think you could look to Lamar Miller. He's fallen really, really deep in drafts. Now, he's not your favorite RB, you know, running back starter, but he he is a starter on a team that looks like that, that the offense is going to provide somewhat of a spark. He's not you know, the guy you really want to start. But if you're later in the draft, you could pick him up. Isaiah Crowell in New York. It looks like the starting job is his. And where 
he really didn't get a lot going in Cleveland while he was there. I think I think the Jets are a little bit better team to run the ball with. So Carell, you know, later in the draft. I'm also looking at CJ Anderson. Now, last year when Christian McCaffrey came out, I told everyone, hey, he's not the first round guy. He's more of a third round guy. That ended up being correct. I think he's still that guy, but a lot of people are taking McCaffrey very early, but McCaffrey is not a between the tackles runner. CJ Anderson is that guy. CJ Anderson is also better in pass protection than Christian McCaffrey is. And you can get CJ Anderson for just about nothing right now because everybody is so focused on Christian McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey's the better athlete. I think in PPR leagues, McCaffrey is definitely the way to go. But don't forget about C.J. Anderson and much how Jonathan Stewart had a productive year last year. I think you could look at that production and say that C.J. Anderson is going to get that production, maybe even a little bit more, because I think Anderson brings a little bit more in the receiving game so that Carolina has a lot of different things that they'll be able to do, because I think Anderson's a little bit more versatile than Stewart. So C.J. Anderson, you can get for just about nothing. You can get him in the mid rounds and he could plug in and be an RB2 for you. One last thing when it concerns running backs, when you are drafting, either whether it's high or middle or in the lower rounds, and you need to fill out your roster with running backs, and you said obviously make them a focus and priority early on, what are you targeting when it comes to the running backs themselves? Is it durability? Is it yardage? Is it touchdowns? Is it the fact that they maybe have a lot of receptions on the side? What is it that you target the most when you're selecting your running backs to fill out the rest of your roster after obviously those first five are taken? Yeah. Well, when you're looking at your roster, you want to have the guys that you want starting. You want a good backup. Beyond that, I think you're looking for opportunity. Maybe you want to take a chance on some of these rookies. You know, maybe they get their shot and they get a chance to play. I think you want to look for teams that maybe have a running back that's injury prone and maybe, you know, look at who's behind them. You want to spend some of those later roster spots on handcuffs. Handcuffs are important, but more specifically, some of the guys that I want to get on my team and that I'm going to get on my team. Like I want Deion Lewis on my team. Deion Lewis is going kind of later in drafts and the Tennessee Titans, as I said earlier, are one of those teams that I think with Matt LaFour coaching that offense, I think that they're going to do some really good things this year. So when I look at, at Deion Lewis's skill set and what he can do, I mean, he's one of those guys that anytime he gets the ball in his hands, he can score. And so where Derrick Henry is certainly the top dog there, I think Deion Lewis is going to have a lot of work this year. A little bit later in the draft, you can get Mark Ingram. Now, Mark Ingram is on a, I believe it's a four-game suspension. So Alvin Kamara, expect him to go absolutely nuts for their first four games. But Mark Ingram had a really good season last year, almost quiet, but but not really quiet because he was just putting up numbers. Because of that four-game suspension, you can get him a couple rounds later than you normally would have to pay for him. So he might be a guy to look for you know, a little bit later in your draft to, to fill out your roster. You're not going to be able to play him right away, but if you can stick him on the back of your roster week five, he'll be able to come out and produce probably running back two numbers. So there's guys you know, deeper in the draft. You really want to look for opportunity. You want to look for physical ability and opportunity. That's really the formula for fantasy success. You want to have a guy that that's athletic and good, and it's going to have the opportunity to play because there's a lot of really, really good athletes in the NFL that are buried on depth charts. So 
ability and opportunity are what you're looking for in a fantasy football player. Rob McCallum Films is back with a vengeance. This year, we're set to release Power of Grayskull, the definitive history of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which chronicles the ultimate 80s billion-dollar franchise, Masters of the Universe. See exclusive interviews and hear untold stories from the people responsible for creating the world of Eternia, a place full of magic and science, and learn about the craft of creating action figures and animation. Power of Grayskull drops this year and is just one of our many projects at Rob McCallum Films. Once again, it is... Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Catch his show this year on the Pop Culture Cosmos channels on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and over 30 more podcast outlets. My friend, we come to those that actually catch the ball primarily for living, and that <laughs> is the wide receivers. I guess in the past they've been called prima donnas and what have you, but <laughs> they are, they're divas. They, well, be that as it may, some of them are very eccentric and have a right to be so because anytime you're going to go out and run out there with the mm-hmm. defense, really trying to take a number on you while you have your head up trying to look for a mm-hmm. football and the defense trying to take your head off. I've got a lot of respect for when it comes oh, to yeah. wide receivers are concerned. Oh yeah. The first four, like the running backs, the first four wide receivers seem to be unanimous yeah, as far as much. Antonio Brown, DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins, Odell mm-hmm. Beckham Jr., and Julio, Julio Jones. Jones. Yeah. After that, it's kind of uh, a free-for-all as mm-hmm. far as opinions on, like you said, opportunity, sure. who's the quarterback, yeah. what's the yep. offense like, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. First off, before we get into the particulars – how quickly should you make wide receiver a priority for your football team? Mm. Well, in the first two rounds, you at least want to get one good running back, at least. So, you mean wide receiver? No, I mean running back. <laughs> so, it, and if you get one of those good running backs, and in the second round comes around, and there's one of these stud wide receivers, go ahead and get them. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Well, I thought you. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Again? <laughs> my fault. My fault. You want to get one of those good wide receivers, but you have to balance it with making sure that you get a good running back because if you don't have a good running back, and the current fantasy world if you don't have a good running back you're done in any draft it should be at least the first five picks should be running backs and then you know pick six or so overall you know it's going to be antonio brown antonio brown's the best wide receiver in the nfl bar nine i mean he's just amazing from week to week he can he can win you your league week to week DeAndre Hopkins has shown that same type of consistency. Julio Jones and Odell Beckham, you know, kind of waver in their consistency, but any week they can win you your league. Beyond that, it starts kind of getting a little foggy. I actually have AJ Green as my number five wide receiver because last year the Cincinnati Bengals really kind of took a step back and we talked about it last year. We talked about it a lot last year, how that offensive line, they let some guys go. They did not fill those positions with quality players and that entire offense suffered. You and I saw it come in. We warned everybody, Hey, stay away from this team. I think, I think that you're going to see a bounce back this year. And I think that bounce back is going to come in the form of AJ green, getting back to being a stud. 
I also really, really like Doug Baldwin this year. Now, it's come out that he has a little bit of a knee issue, and they're taking a cautious approach with him in training camp and in the preseason. I would keep a very close eye on that, and if it looks like it's something that's going to linger into the regular season, I would I would be concerned. So it's something that we're watching. But if Doug Baldwin is healthy, I think he is going to be a top-five wide receiver because that – Seahawks defense is not what it used to be. In fact, <laughs> I heard someone say it's not the Legion of Boom, it's a Legion of whom? <laughs> like it's just not what it used to be. And so if that defense is not going to stop offenses, that's going to put Russell Wilson in a situation where he's going to have to push that team and he's going to have to win ball games. And nobody zeroes in the way Russell Wilson does with Doug Baldwin. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown is comparable, but Russell Wilson to Doug Baldwin is absolute money in the bank. And Having a diminished defense and the need for the offense to do more, I think Doug Baldwin is poised to have a very big year this year. So I have him a little bit higher than maybe some some other uh, uh, fantasy players do this year. But wide receiver is, in my opinion, the most stocked as far as quality contributors. Like you said, yes. maybe not on a week-by-week basis, but someone that can get hot someone that a quarterback might find during the course of a game with a, a great mismatch that favors them, that they're just going to go ahead and keep targeting and targeting and targeting. By far and away, I think the wide receiver position has the most depth and most quality. Are there any other sleepers that are out there that you think might fit the bill for people in those middle to later rounds? Because mm-hmm. that's when you really start filling out your roster yeah. and wide receiver really becomes a priority at that point in time. Yeah, and that's why it's so important to get the running backs early because you can find some wide receivers later. And wide receiver is is funny because it's so much dependent on the chemistry with the quarterback. It's not necessarily physical ability. It's are they on the same page with the quarterback? And I've seen some things out of the San Francisco camp where it looks like that a lot of people have Pierre Garçon as the number one receiver there. But everything we saw last year and everything I've been reading in camp makes it look like Marquise Goodwin is going to be the number one. And you can get Goodwin for next to nothing. He is going very late in drafts. I think that that's a guy that I'm going to have on my teams because I know I can get him late. And with his speed, I mean, I mean, the guy, the guy was almost an Olympic athlete. I mean, he has just absolutely amazing speed and he's developed a rapport with Garoppolo and that could turn into some very, very good fantasy value that you won't have to pay a lot for in your draft. I like Jamison Crowder this year because, again, going back to the chemistry with Alex Smith, and Jamison Crowder, what he does well, plays very well into Alex Smith's strengths. I also really like Emmanuel Sanders this year. A lot of people still have Demarius Thomas as the number one receiver in Denver, and I've seen over the past couple of years just a a little bit of a downhill trajectory with Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Everything that I've read in camp says that he has a very, very good rapport with Case Keenum. Emmanuel Sanders is still in his prime. Emmanuel Sanders, you, you can get in the middle rounds and he could end up being a solid wide receiver too for you this year. 
If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Catch episodes this year on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel, which you can find today on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podchaser, Anchor FM, and so many other different outlets. My friend, we've talked about the wide receivers, quarterbacks, and running backs, and now we deal with everyone else when it comes to the fantasy football portion of the draft. Hmm. Defenses, tight ends, and kickers. Mm Mm-hmm. In some cases, I know for me in the past, it has meant the difference between winning and losing a championship. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the prioritization of the kickers, tight ends, and defenses? Mm-hmm. And how much should people make this a priority, especially when it comes to the defenses and kickers? Because everybody seems to leave them late in the drafts. Is it for good reason, or do you think people should choose otherwise? It's for very good reason. Every single time I've seen someone jump up in the eighth, ninth, 10 round and get a defense, it never works out. <laughs> it just doesn't work out. And the value that you could get at another position at that point in the draft far outweighs what you could get on a defense. And it's just so hard because you're taking an entire unit. You're taking 11 guys and all the subs and everything. Whereas when you're picking a certain fantasy player, you, you, you know who that guy is. Defenses are just not like that. And where some defenses are better than others, and some defenses are going to put up more points than other ones, it's impossible from year to year to really nail that down. I recommend and it's always worked for me, the second to the last pick in your draft, pick a defense, and your last pick, pick a kicker. And all of the good fantasy players that I know, they stick to that formula because you just don't know. And a lot of times you can find a really good defense with a really good matchup week to week. And guys call that streaming where every week you just find the best matchup of the defense on the waiver wire, pick them up, plug them in, And that seems to be a much more effective way than trying to nail what defense is going to be good in the draft and spending a pick for it. It just never works out. And as far as kickers go, that is so fluky. I mean, you have a couple stud kickers, you know, uh, uh, you're Justin Tucker and, and, you know, I mean, there's a couple kickers out there that are better than other kickers, but the drop off from your number one kicker to the number eight kicker is not enough to spend a high draft pick on and trying to guess it week to week just, just doesn't make much sense. The fantasy league that I commissioned, we don't even have kickers (laughs) because it's so fluky. And so when you're planning your draft strategy, plan on taking a defense and a kicker later in your draft, because if if you spend a mid or mid-late pick, you could rob yourself of taking a chance on that rookie that could pop. 
you rob yourself of the opportunity of taking a handcuff. And so I don't recommend spending any meaningful draft capital on a defense or kicker. Now, as far as tight ends, there's Rob Gronkowski. And in my opinion, Rob Gronkowski is worth a second round pick. If you can get him in the third, definitely get him. But beyond that, I mean, Travis Kelsey has a new quarterback throwing to him. I think he'll still very much be a very important part of that offense. But, you know, there are some question marks there. Greg Olson is back in Carolina. I think that that's going to mean really good things for Cam Newton. But I have recommended that people wait on quarterback, and I'm also recommending that people wait on tight end. You can get some of these late round tight ends later in the draft and be just fine. Your first seven, eight picks, I would concentrate on beefing up running back and wide receiver positions because that's a much better the formula for fantasy success. All right. Those are some words very pointedly from our good friend, Tyler Baker at the fantasy football Pater podcast, which will now be part of the pop culture cosmos channel, which you can find now on Apple podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and so many other different outlets. So it looks like it's going to be a great fantasy football season and a great football season overall. And my friend, you are going to be a big part of it right here with the pop culture cosmos. Any last thoughts or last minute advice for everyone out there when it comes to their fantasy football team? Because I know a lot of people are already sweating it out. They're Mm -hmm. already like been on Mm -hmm. 500 sites already, already listened to 10,000 podcasts and, (laughs) and already just like really just raking it over as far as, you know, scratching out who they should get on their list Mm -hmm. and whatnot. What last minute advice do you have for those as they're getting prepared for their, I guess, second part of their life, which is the fantasy football draft. You need to stay tuned to the PCC because we're going to let you know what's going on. Things change quickly during training camp and the preseason aspect. So you want to pay attention to injuries. You don't want to pay a whole lot of attention to the noise associated with it. A lot of reports will come out. Oh, this guy, this, this guy, that you want to pay attention to the injuries and when somebody gets hurt, like Jordan Matthews got hurt, that's going to be a really big blow to the Patriots. So we need to figure out how that team's going to look, especially the first four games without Julian Edelman. You want to pay attention to that. So just keep informed. Before your draft, you want to go in with the latest information. And when you go into your draft, first and foremost, have fun. You're there to have fun. But do take it seriously. Take my advice. Wait on a quarterback. Wait on a tight end. Try to get running backs early and often. Your last two picks should be defense and kicker. And if you follow that formula, you're going to do okay. You're going to be just fine. But tune in to us and we'll let you know week to week who we're looking at on the waiver wire, who is outperforming what we thought they were going to do, who's underperforming. We'll be watching the games and we'll let you know the particulars that will help you better manage your fantasy football team. And you can also go to the Facebook group and ask questions about your specific team. That will help you out a lot. That's right. It is the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group. You go in there today, you ask the questions, and Tyler Baker does his best to answer them. Plus, also, there's over, I think, two, 300 people there, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, mm-hmm. that also are interacting and would love to answer your questions as well with their advice. 
And if it's me answering, I'm not sure maybe the greatest advice at all. No, I'm just kidding. I actually have won a couple leagues and now over the course of time. So maybe you know you never know. I might know something from time to it's time. It's good to get different people's opinions. Nobody knows it all. A lot of what we do is guesswork. I try to make my guesses educated. And I have a lot of experience playing fantasy football. So I rely on my experience as well as my day-to-day knowledge of what's going on. I read a lot. I listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm a total nerd about it. So my opinion is probably a little more qualified than some. But what I do a lot of times is, is if somebody's a fan of a specific team, I'll ask them about their team because they know their team better than anybody. So when you get many different opinions, it can only help you make better informed decisions. Well, that's a whole lot better than my strategy, my friend, because I usually use a couple D and D dice and a Ouija board. So that's how I'm using <laughs> my picks. So, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But it is indeed something that we are going to be doing on a regular basis. So I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I actually do a lot of research as well, along with a lot of other things that I do for pop culture and sports right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. So yes, I do try to take it as seriously as I can, Ouija board mm-hmm. aside. But it is, once again, Tyler Baker. So glad to have him part of the Pop Culture Cosmos this year with his show, the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. It's going to be like quick hits for you. It's nothing long, nothing nothing stretched out for you. It's quick hits from the man himself on his thoughts on the fantasy football scene each week. And that's going to be found right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos channels. You can download it. You can subscribe to it. And you'll be able to get that all for you right there. Tyler, I'm just truly honored, as always, to have you part of the show, part of the program, and now a true weekly contributor in an official fashion with us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Looking forward to it. So glad to have football back. And it's going to be fun spending the season with you, my friend. Absolutely. Until that first loss comes in and just hear me complain. (laughs) Just hear me complain. My friend, it's always great to have you a part of the show. And as always, a great part of the Pop Culture Cosmos. 